Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today, Anthony and I are talking through all of your 2023 intuitive resolutions. Quick recap, I had listeners submit their 2023 intuitive resolutions over the past few weeks, and now Anthony and I will be going through each one and reading them and giving tips along the way. As usual, you can find Anthony's information in the show notes as well as some other books and meditations we discuss in the episode. Also a reminder, after this episode, I'll be hibernating a bit in January and doing some work behind the scenes for season two. So the next few weeks, there will be no new episodes and I'll be back the first Wednesday of February for season two. So I hope everyone has a lovely January filled with hitting your intuitive goals. I'll see you in February. Welcome everyone to this special episode of Opening the Door, where we'll be sharing your intuitive development goals for 2023. I'm joined by Anthony, the Auric Diviner, for this episode, and we'll be going through your goals, discussing them, and giving some tips along the way. Welcome back for the third time, Anthony. Hey, Haley. So happy to be back, and thank you so much for bringing me on. I feel like, like you said before we got started, I'm a I'm an official best friend of the pod <laughs> and I'm very Absolutely. excited about it. <laughs> yes, you're our opening the door podcast BFF and we like it that way. Me um, too. <laughs> all right, so let's get started on, so we had everybody submit their goals either through Instagram or through email and we're going to read those out go every other, give some tips along the way. And I'm excited about this because I also feel like this gives me some good episode ideas. Like I want people to be able to reach these goals. So I'm hoping to be able to like bring guests on that help people reach these things, like do some very specific episodes about these things. So I'm excited to get into it. I'm so excited about it. I love these types of things. And I love this because some of these goals that I, like I'm going to talk about today kind of coincide with a little bit of my personal goals for 2023. So I'm excited to kind of just go in it. Let's go in. I'm excited to go in. (laughs) I love it. Let's go in. So the first goal that I have here, it says create more space to hear my inner voice and being true to who I am. Both very good goals. And honestly, being true to who I am, as, as crazy as it sounds, I feel like that is one of the most challenging goals that um, for people in our shoes in this magical metaphysical world, it's one of the most challenging things ever, right? Because it's so taboo. So first let's talk about creating more space to hear my inner voice. My, one of my, and this is, I'm gonna speak from personal experience here. I'm not saying that this is like the set in stone way, but I feel that um, when you wanna create more space internally, you need to create more space externally too. So when it's as above, so below, right? As within, so without. So create more space in your house. And that goes down to making sure that you have a clean, tidy space. If there's not clutter, there's not dust. Dust is a harbinger of negative energy, in my opinion. But also even so creating your magical space or your, your spot where you can sit and you can read, you can meditate, you can journal, just any sort of like, even if it's just a corner of your bedroom or somewhere in your house, make that a sacred space for yourself. I know this sounds kind of like different because you're like, well, I want to create more space to hear my inner voice, but this is a way for you to really sit and just like be right. Um, and it's also kind of one of those things where it's like when you are in this space, it's, you're going to start developing this like subconscious trigger to where when you are in this sacred space or this 
place that your body, your mind is going to start opening up and then you'll be able to kind of connect a little bit better. The other thing is when you're talking about hearing your inner voice, I have written down here, learn to be present and learn to not judge your inner voice. And I say that for two reasons. A, when we're not present, our mind is consistently just going. So there is a lot of like little meditative things you can do to be, make yourself present, whether it's a grounding exercise, whether it's, you know, starting from your toes and wiggling your toes and then moving up through your, your feet, your knees, all the way up to your head. Those are types of things you can do to be present. But Oftentimes, I feel like as we're trying to learn how to be um, grounded and present, we start to get angry at our mind or whatever that mental mind chatter. And um, the only thing you're doing there is creating more mental mind chatter, right? It's kind of like it's kind of like when you're in your head thinking about something and then you you realize you're in your head. So then you get mad at yourself. Don't get mad at yourself. Don't judge your inner voice, but just observe that inner voice. Because it's through the observation of that inner voice that you'll be able to kind of uh, quiet the mental mind chatter and then hear the intuitive or pay attention or observe the more intuitive things. And then you start to actually be able to tell the difference, right? It's kind of like what we talked about in our first episode where you can tell the difference between your ego and your intuitive, your intuition, because your ego is nagging, it's yelling, it's, it's, you know, different, whereas your intuition, it tends to be a little bit more calm, and a little bit more peaceful. So those are little things that I think so that I think of when I want to like, kind of pay attention to hearing my inner voice and understanding what that inner voice sounds like, and how to follow it. Um, the other thing here you have right now is uh, being true to who I am. I just want you to know that this is just for me. You have every right to be who you are, regardless of who you're around. And the only way that you are going to be able to live that way is just to start doing it and start living in your most, uh, most authentic self, knowing that you're going to ruffle people's feathers. It's so crazy that this is one of my points, Haley, because in a lot of my readings, this has actually been kind of a collective thing of being your most authentic self. And I feel like from, you know, like 2020, when COVID hit to now, like people are really kind of waking up to that and being like, wow, what I've been doing and who I've been, quote unquote, is is not who I really, that I feel I really am. And so people are kind of learning what, who they are and how to live in their most authentic self. And there are people who are just going to be around you who are not going to like it. And I'm here to tell you, this is what I tell everybody, the people whose feathers you ruffle, they need their feathers to be ruffled. So go out there, be yourself and just ruffle all the feathers that you can, because that's how everybody around you is going to grow. You're going to get people who are also going to be like, wow, I love this. I trust them. And I love how they're being themselves. And they're going to want to do the same thing. And then you're going to have people who aren't going to like it. And guess what? Eventually, they're going to wake up and they're going to do the same thing, too. It's just they might not do it with you. And that is OK. That's how it was supposed. Excuse me. That was how it was supposed to play out. So just start being true to who you are now, regardless of the consequences of those around you, because it's by you being yourself that the whole, your whole world will kind of fall into alignment. So I hope that was good. I'm sorry. That was so long. <laughs> no, I love that. I just absolutely, it really struck a chord when you said you have every right to be who you are. And I feel like that is just something that I need to hear that so many people need to hear. So thank you for phrasing it in that way, because I just think that's a really powerful way to phrase it. Absolutely. And I would say also with like creating space, just, just a note from myself on this, if you're a, I really, I don't know, I'm really between creating routine and living without it. I 
I don't know. I struggle between the two, but if you are somebody who likes to create a routine, if, and you want to make space to hear your inner voice, I would say like add 10 minutes a day of whatever activity you think is going to help you to do that. Or maybe it's only three times a week or something like that. I think especially in January, when we all want to start hitting our goals, we pile everything on this goal, this goal, this goal. And we try to change our whole life and our whole schedule within like a month. And just remember you have all year to do this. So even if you don't start in January or you want to start in February or March, no pressure to start on January 1st and just know that you can start anytime and you can start to be you and you can start (laughs) to practice hearing these things anytime. Even though I am a big, I am personally a big fan of the January clean slate thing. I know it's, it's a controversial opinion, but I like it. I like it myself because I like the new, I like thinking of the future and like all that fun stuff. So absolutely. I feel like, I feel like what you said is really important here. If you are someone who craves structure, then absolutely January 1st, let's do it. Create a structure. I, when I was first developing my like intuitive abilities, not how do I say this? When I was like, wow, I can do this. Let's actually develop this. I pretended like I was at the school for Hogwarts, school for witchcraft and wizardry. Like I created on Tuesdays, I'm going to do this on Wednesdays. I'm going to do this. Like I broke it down because I do like a bit of structure, but like you said, there's a balance there. Also, I just want everybody to know that for every single bullet point that we're talking about today, you can go ahead and include journaling and meditation. I'm just going to go and say that right now, journal and meditate, journal, meditate for everything. (laughs) I just like, that's going to be something you're going to hear a lot today. So anyway. Oh yeah. Totally. Well, this, this next one is, goes right into that. So the first one I have on my list, somebody submitted is make space to work with my intuition daily, whether that's journaling, meditating, or pulling cards. And what I love about this one is they gave themselves three options. So it doesn't need to be like, I have to journal and meditate every day or something. They're like, well, if I feel inclined to pull cards today, that's what I'm going to do. Or if I feel inclined to pull cards and then journal about it. That's what I'm going to do. But I love sort of the freedom that this one provides itself with it's like, I'm going to give myself some choices on how I want to connect with my intuition every day. And I love this because I think connecting with our intuition daily, we do it every day, no matter what I think, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. doing it intentionally, I think is really powerful and it can be really powerful. So, and I like how the wording of this one goes with the one that you just read, create more space, make space, sort of the same vibe. So Mm -hmm. what I would say for this is sort of, like I said, for the last one, if you like routine, maybe it's the morning, like pick your most productive time for me. It's for some reason, early morning. If I can get myself out of bed, I will get my shit done in the morning. And I love having the rest of the day. If that's not you and you're a night owl, make the time for it at night. And something that Like I said, I pull between wanting a lot of structure because that's how I feel most productive. But sometimes I like to be out of that too and just do what I want to do. But one thing I will say about this is, is that I forget what I was going to say. What was I going to (laughs) say? Wow, that's too bad. Okay, so make space to work with your intuition daily. Whether it blah blah blah. Spirit was like, you don't need to say that. Don't worry. Yeah, it's like (laughs) it's not good advice. Don't say it. Oh my gosh, it's gone. All right, well, let's just trust that it will come back to me if it's needed to be said. I don't remember. Do you have anything to add to this one? You know what? I actually, I, there was something when you were talking about how I, the freedom of, you know, maybe one day you don't journal, maybe one day you do tarot, maybe one day you do something else. I think that's so funny because you also get to use, you get a chance here to connect with your higher self and your intuition by what you end up doing that day. Like, you know, 
if you are, you know, if it's like, let's say it's Monday and you're like, wow, I, I really feel like tarot. I feel like I need to pull some tarot cards today. Well, it's your intuition telling you that like you're connecting with your intuition right there and you should know, well then pay attention, like write it down. Like Monday I did tarot. And then next Monday, what happens? What does your intuition say? Because maybe Mondays is your tarot day. And guess what? This is me being a little witchy boy that I am. Monday's also ruled by the moon, which is ruling your emotions and your intuition. So there you go. Like maybe tarot's your Monday thing, you know, like those are little things that the universe or spirit will kind of lead you to. And it's also a really good way to kind of, I don't know, I think of it as like, like secondary emotions. Like it's like, a secondary intuitive experience that you're having there and I think that's important to note right there as well I really want to know what you're what you were going to say <laughs> oh and actually it came back to me as Woo! you were talking I'm so happy I don't even know what like triggered it to come back to me but what I was going to say is for me when I go between like wanting a set schedule or routine and like wanting to just dabble and do whatever I want is sometimes I can get stuck in this thing where I'm really starting to value rest a lot more lately and sometimes I can get stuck in this thing where it's like, well, if I decide to do this every Wednesday night, then I'm not going to be able to rest if I need to. And I, I really like to try to challenge myself on that. And it's like, well, what else would you be doing? Would you just be scrolling your phone and watching Netflix? Because then you can make some time, even if it's just like 20 minutes to sit with yourself and journal or pull the cards and just be within your own mind and, and get with your intuition. That's what I was going to say is be okay with filling your time a little bit and know that you can be flexible within that, but just, yeah, it is going to take time and it's going to take some commitment to get to your goal. So just reminder, reminding first myself that, and also as the listener, just a little reminder, like, yeah, it's going to take some, some time and some commitment too. So. Absolutely. And you know what, as, as I, this is something that I'm currently kind of I think I'm going into like I it's like I've done this so much now that I'm, I can tell the warning signs be ready for a little bit of a spiritual burnout especially when you're trying to hit these goals hard you're going to create this time you're going to find the structure and it's going to feel so freaking good for like three or four weeks and then eventually what's going to happen is you're going to start dreading it and when you start to get to that point where like oh I just don't want to don't do it like let yourself have that moment of being human. That's one really hard thing that most people in the spiritual community don't, don't feel like they need to do is they forget that we're also physical beings here. We're, we're, we're spirit people having human experiences. So we need to remember to be human. You know, if you don't feel like sitting down with your books, you don't feel like pulling cards, you don't feel like journaling, save it for later. Like let yourself do something, let yourself, you know, like you said, scrolling. Yeah. Of course, if you find yourself scrolling every single night, guess what? You you could probably fill some of that time doing something else. But yeah. if you feel like you just want to sit and zone out for a minute, zone out for a minute because it's doing that. You're kind of you're kind of almost recharging your batteries, and then you can get right back to it. So spiritual burnout's a real thing. Don't worry if it happens; it happens to all of us, and let it happen. Be human. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And I think, yeah, sometimes that does happen to me too. I'm like, oh, I haven't done this thing or this or that or this project in a while. And it's just like, Meh. well, I know that I'll get back to it when I'm feeling like inspired to get back to it and stuff like that. Exactly. So, 
So what is your, what's your next goal on your list? So I have here, um, continue to trust my gut and or slash intuition. If something doesn't feel right, it usually isn't. And I feel like I've been, I've just started trusting this more recently. I have <laughs> the first two things I have written down here is journal and meditate. So here's the, re here's when I say journal, I don't just mean sit down and write down like your diary today. Blah, blah. If you have a, um, let's say you said like continuing to listen to my gut or intuition. If your intuition tells you something and you understand it, write it down, write down what your intuition tells you or write it down later when it happens. So I had just recently, it's, this is a really interesting story. I had a moment where I was in a, like kind of a lucid dream state and I heard a doorbell and it was so realistic that I thought my dog was going to wake up because I heard it so loudly and so clearly. And I knew just from previous experiences from that times like this before that it was actually in, it was a very clear audience experience. And then, um, so after hearing the door, I was like, okay, well, I like subconsciously imagined myself allowing the door to be opened. And I was presented with this beautiful elderly Native American woman. I was like, okay, I knew I was going to meet somebody who this was going to be specific to. And lo and behold, a couple of days later, I did meet this person. I read for his wife. He's a channeler and told me that he had learned everything from his grandmother, who was full-blooded Cherokee Indian. And I was like, bam, it hit me. So the very first thing I did after having the dream was I journaled it. I wrote it down. And then guess what? Now that it actually happened. And by the way, just side note here, he read for me, even though I was reading for his wife, he ended up reading for me after I read for them. And it was insane. Not even kidding you, Haley. He brought, he brought forward, like he talked about my guides that I've only talked to like three people about and brought like told me about them so it's it was crazy but it was such a significant experience and she basically came forth to say hey you're gonna meet and like she didn't say anything but it was a similar it was a situation to where it's like i had to journal that down and when i journal that stuff it's almost as if spirit knows okay he's taking this seriously we're gonna keep talking to him all that kind of stuff so continuing to trust your gut and intuition Make note about the little intuitive insights that you get, especially when they come true. So make the note. And then when they happen, you know, make the note about it happening and how it happened. It's always important to put like, well, something about, a, uh, let's say, uh, theoretically speaking, a dragonfly. I keep thinking about dragonflies. Well, maybe you actually see a dragonfly land on somebody and that person just so happens to be, I don't know, a friend that you haven't seen in years. Or maybe you see that friend and they're wearing a dragonfly on their shirt. Journal all of that stuff, you know. Um, also meditation, of course, sitting with yourself and really, you know, kind of like checking in with your body, being present be, and centering yourself and then just allowing any sort of intuitive thoughts flow or if you need a guided meditation, any sort of things like that will help you to kind of listen to your intuition and understand, you know, when it is intuition that's speaking to you. Um, the last thing I have here is read for people. Um, if you are trying to listen to your gut, your intuition, so that you can develop psychic ability, start reading for people and don't waste any time. Like if it's cards, try cards. If you're going to do any sort of like palm reading and you're learning that, like any sort of intuitive reading that you want to, that you are trying to develop, just start practicing. It, there's no time like the present to start practicing that because it's going to be through those practices that you're going to start understanding and also start gaining more confidence um, in that too. So, um, and I think that's part of my next bullet too, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Anything from you, Miss Haley? 
Yeah, I think I love just that they sort of expanded upon like if something doesn't feel right, it usually isn't. And yeah, like continuing to trust trust that feeling and the opposite. Like if something feels really right, yeah, continue to trust that. And like you said, journaling helps you confirm those things later. I can't tell you how many times I've had a feeling about something or had a knowing about something, never wrote it down. And then later when it was confirmed, I can't put a pin in where or when I had that feeling to sort of start to understand my own timelines of like premonition or anything like that. So yeah, writing stuff down, noting, even if it's just a note on your phone, I think is just really helpful. So yeah. And it, yeah, it helps increase your confidence, just knowing that you wrote it down and that you're not falsely remembering anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So my next one, I think you'll like this one, Anthony. It is, I fell off my tarot practice this year. I usually, I really want to get back into at least full moon readings. So I have a tarot deck myself. I don't use it that often, but I think falling off of practice this, even if it's meditation, journaling, any of these things that we're regularly talking about is so normal. And I think we can really beat ourselves up about that sometimes. So the first thing I want to say about this is no shame no beating yourself up about it. It totally happens. Like Anthony mentioned, you were recharging your batteries and Mm -hmm. now you feel inspired to get going again. So whether that's, you know, maybe it's a daily one card pull just to keep yourself sharp on cards, meanings and, you know, just stuff like that. And then yeah, full moon, maybe you put it in your calendar when they come up, you get a reminder and you know that you're pulling out your deck that day. Right. But you, you do a lot more with tarot. Do you have any good tips for this one? Oh yeah. This is going to sound weird, but when I, okay. So when I first started practicing with my cards and, um, everything like that, when my aunt bought me my first deck, I actually like quit reading for like six months because I, Hey, it freaked me out. Something freaked me out. I was like, this is awful. I can't do this. Um, but then I started feeling it again and I started, I just kind of sat with that feeling. And then eventually I did, I did exactly what you said. I started pulling one card a day. And then I started being able to make sense of the meaning around that card with the day that I had, if that makes sense. Like I kind of pulled it at the beginning of the day and then kind of revisited. I left it out face up on my, my um, desk or whatever. And I went back and revisited. I was like, okay, now I see what this card stands for because of my day. Um, the other thing that, and this is going to be a little off, uh, may, may sound weird, but just trust me, shuffle your cards. Even if you're not going to pull them, just sit there and shuffle them. Maybe even sleep with them next to you. Just interact with them in some way, shape or form that you might not be pulling them because it's like you're, you start to build a relationship with your decks. When I, uh, my first tarot deck was the wider Rider Waite Smith. I didn't quite connect to really well. And then I got the wild and known tarot deck by, um, I think Kate, Kate, something, I can't remember her, her name correct right now, but I would sit on my bed watching like Netflix and just shuffle. I wouldn't pull cards or anything like that. I would just shuffle them. And then I got really fluent with shuffling. And for some reason that made me want to pull cards, which is really weird, but maybe it'll work for you. Maybe I'm just kind of wild and that's, that's what worked for me. But that is my, that is one of my biggest suggestions. And then of course, absolutely. When you start feeling good about it, start reading for people, pulling cards for your friends and everything like that. And, you know, it, everything just sorts of, I'm going to be honest with, with tarot and with reading and all this type of stuff. Once you get on that path and once you get like, start going, everything tends to fall into place. So I just say, get them in your hands, 
you know, be physical with them and then let things fall into place. Yeah, I love that. And I definitely think like what you're talking about is just shuffling. And then sometimes you feel compelled to actually pull cards. I feel like that's just good advice for anything you want to start doing. Sometimes I just have trouble just pulling myself off the couch and stop swirling. But as soon as I do and my feet are on the ground, I'm so much more likely to go do the things that I was sitting on the couch thinking that I wanted to do. (laughs) So yeah, just like getting even just a little bit of movement toward your goal can just help with momentum in general. Absolutely. So that's actually such a great word, momentum. Find the momentum, you know, and sometimes it just starts slow. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right, Anthony, what is the next one on your list? Ooh, I love, I absolutely love this one. Gain more trust in my connections. I, first of all, love the um, plural form, the plural um, of connections, because I feel like we have a connection to spirit, right? But we also have a connection to our cards. If you're pulling cards, you have connection to your ancestors, your guides, you know, all these types of things. So I love that just in general. So I just want to put that out here in the form of connecting to spirit or ancestors, guides, guardians, angels, anything like that. My first thing is if you want to gain more trust in that, work with them. And you can start that by asking for signs and make them signs that you obviously are not going to like easily see. Like I'm in Florida. I'm not going to ask my guides, show me a palm tree if you're there. You know, (laughs) (laughs) know, I'm like, yes, one right outside my house. So, but like, uh, here's a great story. I, I met one of my guys during a Reiki session and I knew that they were there. And a couple years ago, they like this, a couple years ago, which was like about a year or two after I'd kind of been introduced or kind of came to know who they were. I felt this need to really kind of solidify the fact that they were there for me. I don't know why it's almost kind of like one of those things where like I had the experience and I was like, wow, I mean, I journaled it, everything like this, but there was still something that was keeping me very hesitant and kind of working with them. And so I asked, they said, you are my, like, I call my birth to death guide. And you know, that was the contract that we signed up for. Show me a lion. And when I tell you, I walked into this building in Tampa, Florida, and we, I was waiting for the elevator and I looked over and it was like, you know, like there's like a window in the middle of a wall. And then there's like chair, like in a lobby area, there was like chairs. And then off to the side, randomly built into the wall was this lion sculpture just like random. And like, it wasn't like something that looked like it was purposefully put there. I, I swear to you, it looked like it was put there just to show me the sign, yes. <laughs> and then, but it was there. And it was so surreal to me because I like stopped and like the people I was with were like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, no, 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 nothing. You wouldn't, like, I couldn't tell them, but that's what I'm talking about. And now, like, I have no doubt in my mind that this is my guide and that I have we have this connection. And that was, that was me gaining more trust in that connection. I have a couple other things written down here for this. Learn to ground your energy. This seems, it seems like odd to say this about what we're talking about, but you will feel way, a way stronger connection to everything. Should you ground your energy? Because grounding your energy is almost like putting on glasses to see things way more clearly. When you're not grounded, your mind's going everywhere, your ego's kicked in, a lot of people are very anxious when they're not grounded. Figure out your modality for grounding. Everybody's is gonna be different. I love when my, I am an earther. I love to take a barefoot, which I guess you would say, I love to be outside barefoot. It does ground me heavily. And I do think that there's a level of grounding that everybody can get from going barefoot, but my husband, you'll never catch him barefoot. 
in the grass. Right. Absolutely not. He is such <laughs> a city boy. He is not about to do that. So I think that everybody will have a different form of grounding, whether it is physical activity, whether it's sitting with your crystals, whether it's you know, like a mental activity, anything like that, but find your modality for grounding because that is going to help you connect to things way heavier, um, heavier, stronger. What's the word I'm looking for here? They're yeah, all strong. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I have here, uh, the last thing I have here is sit with spirit every day. And I'm going to go back to the one that you, I think you're the one that was talking about whether they wanted to journal, do pull cards or something like that. Sitting with spirit is something that I, I actually, of course, I understand what sitting with spirit is, but like, I actually heard this from another podcast, the Squamish medium. Do you know who that is? Sarank, Um, she's phenomenal, by the way. She did a whole podcast re- very recently about sitting with spirit and for her, and I connected to this so hard because it's very similar for me. Sitting with spirit does not have to be the same thing every single day. It could be journaling. It could be reading a spiritual book. It could be just going out in nature and being present with yourself, anything like that, but figure out a good way to really devote some time to spirit every single day, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, anything like that. Um, I know this is kind of sounds like we're repeating some stuff here, but I think you're going to get that a lot. This podcast episode kind of generally all goes together, but to gain more trust in your connections, I'm telling you right now, ask for signs, ground and meditate, and then figure out a way to sit with spirits, which will probably sit with spirit, which will probably include D all the above. So those are my, my suggestions. How about you, Haley? Yeah, I think trust is such an important part of connecting with your intuition and your guides and anything else spiritual and trust in yourself too. It can be hard, I think, because you're not sure how to confirm things or you just wonder, like confidence in general, I think can sometimes just be hard to come by, especially with a little bit more intangible things like this. Like for instance, if your goal was to learn how to knit and then by the end of the year, you're knitting a perfect blanket, your confidence is there because you can see your perfectly knit blanket. But for things like this, they just feel a little bit more intangible or a little bit more unknown. So I would say just practice having confidence in yourself. And then I think that trust and that confidence can really connect in through spirit too. So I don't know whether that's just looking in the mirror every day, being like, I am cool. I am confident. I trust myself or just something so easy like that. Just getting, getting the confidence and trust in yourself, I think can really strengthen that connection too. Absolutely. Yeah. And then if you have somebody who's like a friend, even an internet friend, like I'm always telling Anthony about my dreams and stuff now. <laughs> Yay. I get, love that by the way. Thank yes, you so much like, for asking me. <laughs> yeah. So get a friend. If you don't have one, send myself a message. I will be your friend who you can just kind of like bounce stuff off of and be like, this is what happened. And I think that just sort of helps. Well, I think get a friend who's supportive of this. I should just Absolutely. caveat that. <laughs> not, not just like a friend who's kind of like, eh, whatever. Just get somebody who is supportive of your spiritual development and bounce stuff off of them and stuff I think is really helpful too. Absolutely. I want to add one more thing really fast and I'm going to, I'm going to get a little deep here and this isn't going to pertain to everybody, but it does pertain to me personally. And I know that I'm not alone. A lot of us were kind of brought up with the idea that we aren't supposed to listen to those things. We're not supposed to connect to our intuition because we have somebody who is telling us exactly what we should believe and how we should live our lives. Before I go any further, it is my personal opinion that that is not okay. 
And a part of gaining more trust in your connections, especially spiritually, is going to be learning how to teach yourself that it is okay to have those connections. Even when you do feel like, oh yeah, I'm telling myself it's okay. We still, even me to this day, I still have to kind of go in and like deal with some, I call it religious trauma. You know, I still have to go in and like, especially when it comes to like my first quote, my first little one being uh, being true to who I am. I have to remember that I'm okay. I'm allowed to have these connections. And I do have these connections. I wasn't by chance that my grandmother appeared to me when I was 12 years old as a spirit person to set me on this journey. like. It's good to have these connections. And I I understand, you know, what it is like to be told that you aren't supposed to do this and that you're supposed to live a certain type of way and blah, blah, blah. So if that is something that you are struggling with, then please feel free to DM me. I would love to have a chat with you about this and help you, you know, kind of navigate that to the best of my ability. I am not a licensed therapist or psychologist, but I can maybe be there just to, you know, just to talk about some things. So just wanted to throw that out there real fast. I love that. And I think you're so right. I think for so many people around the world, this type of spirituality slash connection has been gatekept and told that only certain people can have this connection and they will pass any message onto you. That type of, you know, like mm-hmm. Absolutely. men can have this type of connection with spirit or, you know, all of this type of stuff. We could have a whole long podcast about that, I am sure. But yes, <laughs> I thank you so much for mentioning that because. I completely agree. Okay. So this next one, I have to say, I don't have any specific tips on this because I've never been in this position. So this next one is simply finish my next two books. So first of all, I will just say for this one, wow, great for you. It sounds like you've already written books. I love that. Great goal. Can't wait to read them, but I don't have any specific tips because I have never written a book. Do you have any ideas for this? That's really interesting. Like if you're, I mean, Here's the thing. I want to say that just by hearing this, I automatically uh, start assuming that you're having trouble finding motivation. Um, however, that may not be the case. Maybe you're just, your goal is to finish it and you've got a great start and you might be finished soon. So I, if that's the case, I would just say, keep doing it. Allow yourself the balance of resting and working at the same time. Like make sure that you're taking time to rest so that you don't burn out. Um, I would also say though, that if it's the other aspect of this, like you're having trouble being motivated, I would revisit, um, the topics of your books. Um, if you're writing about like, you know, metaphysical things, like say you're writing a book about crystals, maybe revisit your motivation behind that. Because if you're not motivated to do it, perhaps there's a reason you're not motivated to do it. Maybe you're meant to be writing about something else. So just sit, I would go back to remembering your why. Um, And this, again, this is only if you're having trouble finding that motivation. If you're not having trouble finding the motivation and you've got it, you're already going and you're writing and you're just, that's your goal to finish writing your two books this this year, this next year, I should say, then just keep going. I would just stress so hard to remember to, to balance out your work and rest, make sure you're having fun just as much as you're also working. So that those are my two things on those two aspects. That's all I can, I can say. I, I'm not writing a book. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I can too. barely speak. Maybe one day, but what yeah. I will also say, like, as you were talking about it, what one thing that sort of like popped into my head was don't leave your inspiration behind, like continue to be inspired and that's how you'll get get it done. I'm almost seeing like a magic wand with little little white sparklies coming out. And for some reason, an orange book cover. I have no idea. Maybe that will help you. But I'm seeing like orange book sparkly wand. Like you got this. Just don't forget. Don't Ooh. forget your inspiration. Like go back to that original inspiration for the book. I don't know. Oh, so. I have 
I have to build off of that. I'm not seeing God. anything, but I love that you say orange book cover. Um, when I do my aura renderings, whenever I see orange really present in their auras, and especially in a certain area, I know it's about creative energy. So really figure out how you can harness your creative energy with her with Haley saying orange I'm like ooh, creative energy though ooh, let's yeah, get I to it y'all <laughs> there we go we we ended up having some good tips for this one even though we're not writers so I love that yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning how to use words verbally so <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell oh my gosh so funny uh-huh. all right what is your next one Anthony I have daily crystal meditation. Oh my God, here we go. If you don't already, I would start developing a great uh, uh, collection of crystals. There are obviously metaphysical shops everywhere, Etsy, you know, all these things. I would suggest if you're able to, getting a um a little bowl of just small little tumble stones there's actually a shop close to me called we rock rocks that they have a whole table of dollar crystals and they're all i don't want to say basic because i don't think any crystal is basic but they're all like your you know amethyst clear quartz but they also have like pyrite and like black tourmaline obsidian like i'm i'm I'm, i will send you a picture someday Haley, when i go there because i go there all the time that's where I get my gridding stones, but um, get a, get a small collection. Now, if you don't, if you're not, don't have access to that, or you don't feel like that's what you can do or what you would like to do. You can also even do a, um, I've seen crystal Oracle decks. Yeah. I promise you this is going somewhere or even just going online and Googling a specific crystal that you've heard of or buying the book, like uh, Judy Hall's crystal the crystal bible my friend of mine nicholas has a book on crystals too that he's written that's supposed to be that's really good i say supposed to be really because i haven't seen it yet i'm I'm buying books (laughs) but anyway what i'm going what i'm getting at here is choosing one crystal a day and sitting with it for five ten however long you're able to and sitting with it in your mind if you've got the physical crystal sitting with it and listening to what the crystal says to you. Like, what is this crystal saying to you? Um, I'm going to use, I have no crystals on my desk right now. Oh, it's because I had to work events this weekend. So I have all my reading stuff in my bag. But I, uh, I, let's say you got amethyst and you're holding your amethyst. Sit there with your amethyst. First of all, check in with yourself. How do you feel? Do you feel calm? Because normally amethyst is going to feel make you feel calming. Do you feel safe? All these types of things. Like, how are you feeling when you feel with amethyst? Do you feel like your intuition is sparking up? These are all aspects that amethyst actually helps me with. So journal that, write it down. Amethyst, this is how I feel. This is what it made me. This is the things that I thought of when I was holding it. And then go into your Judy Hall book, Nicholas's book, or Google. You know, I never underestimate Google. And then write down what they say about crystals, about that crystal. In general, this is this is similar to how I started learning the tarot. Is I pulled the card, I looked at the card, I thought, what what does this card say to me? And then I looked up what the card actually says, and I journaled both aspects of it. Do the same thing with the crystals. Um, And then you'll start to realize I have like my set crystals that I meditate with. And then I have my set crystals that I read with. I have grids. I grid with crystals. Like I do a lot with crystals. And this is one of the ways that 
I feel you can gain a, a better relationship with crystals and have that sort of daily working. So you're not meditating with multiple crystals, like choose one per day, you know, and then start doing at once you feel confident, you can start doing other things. Like I said, like gritting and adding them to little, you know, intention things, intentional things, magic, um, those types of things. So let me just make sure. Yeah, that's all I have written down about that. So one thing I will say is daily, the word daily implies like you, you want to do this. 24 like you know 365 days a year seven days a week and something that just came to mind and something I remind myself a lot and this sort of goes back into things we've talked about earlier in this episode is that motivation and discipline are not the same thing mm-hmm. motivation is when you want to do it discipline is when you want to do it or you don't want to do it and you do it anyway so if you really want to do something daily and get good at it and try your best 45 days into it you might not feel motivation anymore that's when your discipline needs to kick in I'm saying this as I'm not perfect I feel like I'm as I'm saying this it sounds like I'm the most disciplined person I'm not but it's just a good reminder that those motivation and discipline go hand in hand and discipline can really get you far when your motivation might feel a little bit lacking so just wanted to send a reminder to myself and everybody listening that some days it might be like, oh my gosh, I have to sit down with this crystal. Maybe the meditation is just shorter that day, but make sure you sit down and, and do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, the whole suggestion about getting a little collection, the reason why I say that first is because it is the easiest thing to have that bowl of crystals right there on your nightstand, wake up, grab, let your hand choose, you know, don't even look at it, reach down, grab one, put it out. Okay. There's a, a blue kyanite, you know, And then if you don't have time to sit with it, then just make time later. Or, you know, if you're driving to work, you know, have it in your pocket and just think about blue kyanite. What does it make me, you know, all those things. Like there's ways to kind of get around the actual sitting down, lighting a candle, meditating. Like if you, if you don't have time to do it, but I cannot applaud you enough for saying that motivation and discipline are two very different things. And the the expression of motivation being you want to do it and discipline is you don't want to do it, but you're going to do it anyway. Beautiful. That's like chef's kiss right there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. So the next one I have on my list here is feel confident in trusting my intuition. And I kind of feel like this one is a good summation of other ones that we've touched on earlier. It's, It's got the confidence in it. It's got that trust and the intuition, some stuff that we've chatted about earlier. And yeah, I would say growing self-confidence and uh, your own confidence. Maybe you want to work with a crystal for that. Maybe you grab some rose quartz for that and meditate with that daily and build that confidence with that and bring your intuition in too. And I think it's hard, like you mentioned, to always trust the intuition. And that's Mm -hmm. why we keep harping on either journaling, writing it down, doing something to let yourself remember that you have been right in the past. Cause it is hard to look like, sometimes I can't even remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday. You know, like (laughs) it's hard to remember the times we got it right. And sometimes it's really easy to remember the times that we got it wrong. So just remember, just making space to remember the times that you got it right. I think Absolutely. And enjoying it. Be proud of yourself. Don't be afraid to celebrate the hell out of yourself when you get something right. Sometimes I feel like in this beautiful spiritual world, we get told that, okay, you're right, but we don't need to be so egotistical about it. Girl, no, have fun. 
Like it's so exciting when you get an intuitive, like, like a, an intuitive thought or something and it happens, like something happens. Like that is so cool. Like it's like a freaking superpower. Like enjoy it. You know, I, I, I get really down on myself because I'm like, I have an insane reading. And then I literally have to just to call like my close people and be like, this is what happened. And oh my God, and blah, blah, blah. And then I get to these points where I'm like, should I really be like, so like egotistical about this? But I'm like, you're not being egotistical. You're, you're celebrating the fact that you were able to connect and that you were able to, you know, do something that a lot of people, you know, I don't want to say can't do, but are having trouble with maybe, or having, you know, like you're connecting in a way that you know, is going to help people and help yourself. So be excited about it. I don't know why yeah. I felt to say that, but I did. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think like, if we want to get deeper on it, there's a lot of stuff in society that tells us, don't be proud of yourself. Don't be confident. Like, so mm-hmm. historically people been basically told not to be confident and mm-hmm. that they shouldn't believe in themselves and all this stuff. And so it's like, fuck that. Like, that's just a weird symptom of, some sort of capitalistic society or like, I don't know what it is, but it's terrible. So let's just all reject that and be confident and tell our people and write it down and be okay with celebrating ourselves. Totally. Yes. Do your motherfucking horn guys. (laughs) Yes. I have another daily thing here. Get back to meditating daily and get better at meditating. So let's revisit motivation versus discipline here. Um, Remember what Haley said, because I can't, like I said, I can't applaud it enough. Motivation is that you want to do it. And discipline is when you might not want to do it, but you're still going to. So here is my, my friend says I should teach um, meditation because I'm, I'm like obnoxiously good at meditating, especially when it comes to like traveling and doing weird shit like that. Like, why don't you, oh my goodness, I don't launch know. a meditation I, course. Um, we're all going to be there. What are you doing? <laughs> like, oh my God. I listen before, listen, we're going to go on a quick little baby tangent. I feel and have been, spirit has been dropping my little, little hints to me about teaching and has put some really cool people in my path that are that I'm going to be collaborating with in 2023 to help teach certain things and um, I know it's going to just expand from there so stay tuned I'm sure something is going to end up happening but until then my suggestion for daily meditation or getting better at meditating we have to remember that we are physical beings right we are human and we have um, a consciousness and a subconscious. So my suggestion when it comes to meditating is listen to the five, let's talk about our five senses, sight, smell, hearing, noise, and touch, right? Figure out what incense can be your meditation incense. So you have your smell, fragrance, right? Are you better at meditating in a more warm environment or a cool environment? Water, I have to, I meditate so well in the bathtub And recently with like kind of working through like developing a different sort of meditative strategy, I've realized that it's not just water. Water is definitely helpful for me because I'm a cancer. Uh, It's it's my place, right? But it's also the heat. I meditate. I can go into a deeper meditation when I'm warm because it creates a comfort for me. So there's there's touch. I have a specific music that I have to play when I'm meditating or like a sort of a playlist, I would say. So now I've got my sound. And then for sight, the only thing that I can't do is I can't have bright. I have to have darkness or like a candlelight, which I have my eyes closed anyway, but you know what I mean? Like with your eyes closed. So I know when I, so it's like my, my subconscious knows when I smell my incense, when I hear that music, 
when I have that heat, it's meditation time. And I have practiced that. Um, it's also timely, like when you're developing this, this um, practice, try to do it on the same, at the same time every day. I, I'm pretty sure the psychic teachers like Samantha and Deb have talked about this, like doing it at the same time every single day. If you're able to try it, I will tell you what, I was not able to do it at the same time every single day. I did it probably like two to three times a week at the same time every single day and then went from there. And I'm now I'm able to do it you know, anytime that I can have that darkness and I, um, and I can have that, that all those things, I can go into a deep, deep motherfucking meditation. But those are my little things, like figure out how you can train your subconscious to understand that it's time to meditate, um, with your, with, with your five senses. That way you can ignite that sixth sense, you know? I love that tip. That is so, so good. One thing I will say about this, like the phrase, get better at meditating, we're all going to do it a different way. I think probably what this person is referencing is like quieting the mind. I think that's one of the hardest parts and what we can get sort of down on ourselves about is like, oh, I'm thinking while I'm meant to be meditating, that type of thing. And just Mm -hmm. sort of being gentle with yourself and being like, okay. And you know what really actually helped me years ago before I was, I had just, I don't know. I just decided that I wanted to get into meditating. This was before I was doing any psychic mediumship work or really connecting with guides. Like I was not on that path yet. And I was just like, I'm just going to start meditating. This, maybe this was the, the beginning of it. And so I downloaded the calm app, which is the app. A lot of people use, and they have a, I don't know if they still do, but years ago they did. They probably still do. This was maybe like 28, 2018 or something they had this how to like 30 days of meditation, how to meditate basically. And it was led by some guy. And I really liked it because they varied uh, for time, but I would do them in the morning and he would just give you really good tips every day about how to meditate things to imagine just like a lot of different tips and tricks and visualization stuff that helped me one get into the rhythm of doing it because I was doing it for 30 days straight and two just some cool things that I still remember and uh yeah so I would say if you want to if you want to do it guided by an app calm calm is a good app option for that not sponsored at all it's just an app that I like to use so that would be my (laughs) my advice on that one and that's how you know it's real because it's not sponsored people Um, absolutely let's go to so let's go back to something you just said here real fast when it comes to meditating um there are so many types of different meditation you said that some people want to just calm their mind and they think if i'm thinking i'm not meditating and that's just simply not true Sometimes there's walking meditations where you just let your thoughts flow. Sometimes the best way, some of the best meditations I've ever had is just allowing my thoughts to flow and letting them go. There's one other aspect to the meditating that I didn't talk about. And then that is having your, like your, how do I say this? See what I'm talking about? Words. I'm not good. (laughs) Having your meditative like strategy, when you get all the, you know, your five senses taken covered. When you sit in that spot, like, how are you going to start? Are you starting with breath work? Are you starting with envisioning the, you know, the light around you spinning your chakras? Like do the same thing every time. Like I count down for my chakras and most people count up starting with their root. I go from the top to the bottom. And when I hit that root chakra, I see that red. And then I plunge my energy. I envision it plunging down into the ground and I ground myself. It sounds so new age, but it works for me. You know, some people have to do the opposite. They have to go from the ground up, like what works for you and then use that every single time that, sorry, I forgot about that. But yes, back to that. There are so many different types of meditation. So don't get mad at yourself. I love the idea of using the, um, calm app. 
Like that's really awesome. Um, he, my human design app has really good little meditative things on them too. If you're into human design, I actually just love it because the lady who I think her name is Jenna, who um, owns, who like created the app, her voice is so cool. Um, it's so easy to listen to, <laughs> but um, that's another good one too. And not sponsored y'all. <laughs> nice. We love the non-sponsored content. <laughs> yeah. So I have one more here. It's two pronged. And I think the second part we'll really talk a little bit about more uh, something we've touched only a little bit on so far. So the first part is meditate more. So we kind of just went, you know, got into some tips for that. But the second part of this is so that I can connect with my spirit guides. So mm. I think that's really cool. My number one tip on that really helped me connect with my guide slash guides was as Anthony mentioned before, asking for signs, it was just something that worked so well for me. And I would also say that I didn't specifically start, like, you don't have to meditate every time you talk to your guides. I would say before I go to bed, some, like when I'm, my head's on the pillow, it's dark. I'll just be like, Hey, you know, I'd really like some clarity on this or that. I would like to connect with you on this. Like I sort of just go through things that I'm, and I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Usually three times. I don't really know why, but that's what I do. And so I thank them for being there. I sort of like start to chat through things. And then later when I meditate, I ask for signs in meditation. And that has been something that has just really worked for me. And just some tips on that would be, as Anthony said, like, don't ask for a palm tree. If you have a palm tree in your front yard, like <laughs> ask, ask for things that you're not going to see. One of my favorite, I forget if I told this on the podcast. So apologies if I have y'all skip 30 seconds ahead or something. But one of my favorite connections that I had with my guides was when I wasn't sure if I was, if I wanted to take a psychic class or a mediumship class, I asked them show me blueberries for a psychic class and show me strawberries for a mediumship class. And then later that day, so that meditation happened in the morning. And then later that day, I walked into an adorable little shop. It's like a plant shop and they have, you know, people's crafts for sale too. And I was just looking around and there was blueberries carved into a clay cup and strawberries carved into a clay bowl. And I was like, oh my gosh. I just absolutely love that. It was really by chance that I stopped into that store. Like everything just really flowed to get that sign. And so that's, an, that's just a note that the, it doesn't have to be a blueberry, like a physical blueberry sitting in the way of your car or something like that. It can be mm -hmm. this, you know, inter, it's your interpretation, but I really took this as, well, you should take both. Cause I saw both, but yeah, I just signs, I think is my number one tip in especially like initially connecting with so absolutely well and it's like what you said about the knitting thing you have something tangible right and if you can take something like that and make it tangible i'm going to add one more aspect you might hear something um on the radio say talking about blueberries like here in florida if i would have if you were here in florida asking that you probably would have tuned into the radio they would have talked about the strawberry festival that's yeah. in plantation I don't know where the hell it is but I because I'm not going to the strawberry festival but um <laughs> <laughs> but like that's something to think about too you know music um tv everything like that so not just visible but also hearing it too I love that I 
I absolutely that. I think one thing to understand for a lot of people, and this is from my own personal experience, that you will have more than one guide. I feel very strongly that you do have guides that are going to be with you from birth to death, especially one specific, maybe more than one, but then you will have guides coming in and out of your life as you kind of go through different transitions, as you're learning different things. You know, I have a guide who came to me when I started really developing my magical practices with witchcraft and with, with like learning how to make certain like um, tinctures and like scrubs and stuff like that. And, you know, I have a guide who came to me when I was developing my intuitive abilities. I have a guide who I work with um, up with um, protection and then mediumship too. So it's like, you know, de- depending on it, like working with your guides, like if you wanted to really dive into it, just be ready to meet more than one. Don't let that be daunting. Please don't. It's actually very exciting, but you know, understand that, you know, you have your main guide and that's the one I would really start with, right? You're, you're, I call them my birth to death guide, you know? Um, but yeah, that's something to think about. I, I absolutely loved working with guys. It was something that I was terrified of when I first started opening up and really diving into that world. So, yeah, I feel like it was one of my, maybe like my second step in before <laughs> I really went into the psychic mediumship stuff was establishing a, uh, like a stronger relationship with my guides. And now I feel like I can really tease out within my own mind, what is my guides voices and what is my own intuition voice and stuff like that. So that's really fun too. And I think that's just a great side effect of working with your guides. And the other thing I would say guided meditation to meet your guides is such a great way a way to lead you to meet them without the pressure of you having to guide yourself there, if that makes sense. So I think Anthony can correct me if I'm wrong and I'll link this in the show notes if I'm right. But um, I think Samantha Faye has a audio, like an audio download that you can buy on her website for a guide meditation, meet your spirit guide meditation. I I want to say. I believe you're right. I haven't seen it, but I know that she does have it's either her, I think it's maybe even both her and Deb, but Samantha Faye is the one who does have most, I think she does a lot of guided meditations. Now. So yeah. yeah, I'll link that if that's um, something that I can find, but you, I mean, you could probably find one on YouTube. I think it's best to, you know, find one from a psychic or a medium that you really trust. So yeah, I think a guided meditation could work really well for this as well. The, those are all of our goals. Well, first, before Anthony and I get into our own, I just want to say thank you everybody so, so much for submitting. I really appreciate the community that we're all building together. And I feel like it's so important to include listeners in the podcast. So if you heard your goal here, I did share everybody's who were submitted. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Anthony, would you like to share your goal for 2023? Yeah, I so I know we've talked about one and I actually submitted as well. I am this 2023 is going to be about a lot of growth for me around like just across the board. But one thing that I personally want to really focus on in 2023 is really dialing in on my mediumship and um more so in the sense of like reading wise because I have this, okay, I have this thing where I compare myself to too many other people. And it's my, it's a definitely ego driven thing. And I have to remember, like, like every time I go, I like start to spiral, I keep, I get this, like, it's like my guides are saying, they're like, but don't forget about this, 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 and this, and all these experiences that I've had and how legit and like, 
Like I, you know what I'm saying? But one thing that I keep hearing about, this is all, there's a lot that I'm about to say, and it's kind of a tangent, but it's not, it has to do with dialing in on my mediumship. I want to be able to take this gift that I, I, I hate saying gift, but I feel like some people are very prone to it. You know, whereas a lot of people then end up having some people also need to work a little bit harder to open it up first. Neither one is better than the other. I'm just going to say this. I, I want to really dial in to the point of making it more of an ability that I can sit and just go in it. Because right now, if you get a reading with me, I'm going to open up clairvoyantly to anything that spirit has to say to you. And whether that comes psychically or mediumship wise, I don't know. Um, it's always going to be different. I just let it flow. Um, I actually don't even like to book full on mediumship readings unless we have a conversation first and I can go through all my little disclaimers of I can't promise you anything, blah, blah, blah. But that's only because I'm still in this de de developmental stage where I want to make it more of like, I can do this for you for sure. And part of that for me is going to be getting in into a um, the, the action steps that I'm taking is going to be getting into some sort of a group. Here's the thing. I have a, a really big issue with taking classes. Um, I tried to do a class, the Inner Temple class with Christopher Penzek. If you are in the witchcraft community, you know who that is. Most likely he's, he's, an, he's amazing, but he has a whole school. I mean, it is like going to fucking Hogwarts, but I shouldn't say Hogwarts. It's much cooler than Hogwarts. But anyway, <laughs> but I signed up, I paid for it. I my, hit the ground running. And within a, like a month, I just, I was like, what did I do? I've always hated school. I've always hated like this type of thing. And I should not have done this. So signing up for like mediumship classes or anything like that, like it just won't work for me. And I also don't trust very many people in this world. Like I'm very, I'm very quick to second guess people. And I think everybody should, I think that's completely understandable, but so I'm, I'm here and I'm like, I need to find a group and I Google and I Google and everything. And it hits me and I hear my guides say, Anthony, if you want this, you need to build it. You need to make this group. So in 2023, part of dialing in on my mediumship is I'm actually in the works of creating a sort of, I'm going to call it a mediumship exploration group, maybe like a three to six month um, thing where people in my area can meet up and we can sit and talk about our experiences, our philosophies behind it, how we connect, and then maybe do some moments of sitting in the power with each other. And then just like group readings of practicing with the, with no expectations, like, you know, yes. something like that. So that's one aspect that I do. I am going to, I just ordered a book. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of medium Michael Mayo? Mm -hmm. So I ordered his book. I'm going to read through that. Um, I've read multiple books on mediumship. So, and plus also have my own practice as well. And my own way of, you know, connecting just all these things that I'm going to put into action even more so and dial in. So that's what I'm going to do. I would love also Haley, because I know you are a psychic medium and you do these things too. What would you say some good tips on dialing in on my mediumship would be? Ooh, wow. Didn't I'm sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. It's so interesting that you say like classes aren't for you. I love, I'll get into this in my own goal, but I, I love, a, I love a class for myself. Mediumship wise. I think one thing that really helped me was slash also is currently free readings because there's really no pressure on. So if you wanted to do, I know you're already like you got your books open, so it might be a little bit different, but, and I think this is something that the group can really help with. When there's less pressure to bring anything through, I think it just sort of really helps, like, relax you, and so I would offer, if I were you, like, some free 
mediumship specific readings and it, you know, you might not even have to do it in real time. Maybe it's um, send me a picture of your loved one who's on the other side who you'd like to connect with their first name and then bring some things through that way. That could be sort of a, like a lower pressure mm-hmm. um, way to do. Yeah. You send it over to them an email and confirm this stuff, like something like that, or in real time, whatever you would want to do. But yeah, I would say free readings for me really help free up the, um, just some of the pressure that like, oh, this person gave me money and now I need to perform, like do this. Yeah. Perform yeah. was the word I was going to, yeah. Now I need to bring it through or else this is going to be really disappointing. Yeah. So that just really takes out the pressure in an, in a really nice way where you mm-hmm. can just bring messages. If less comes through, there's no like feeling bad or, or yeah, anything like absolutely. that. So that's what I, I think would that's- say. I think that's why whenever I do readings, I, I let people know that yes, I'm a medium, but I can't, I will always include psychic, the psychic reading within the mediumship. I have, and you know, what's crazy, Haley, and this is me just being really insecure. I have had people come to me for mediumship readings. And I, like I said, I give them my disclaimers and then the reading is so fucking awesome and so good and so healing and great. So like, I don't know if, if it's just that I have this like weird, I don't know where this insecurity is coming from. I shouldn't say that because I'm, I am very insecure in a lot of ways, but like, you know, I, I just, yeah, that's, that's really good. And that's part of the free reading thing. And that's why I want to get together in a group because I also see myself starting to do platform shit, which I'm, my guides keep bringing it up for me. And I'm like, Oh, cause I'm already, you know, I already, I grew up in musical theater like I've already been on stage and I have no aversion to being in front of people on like mass amounts or whatever but doing that is a whole nother story so that is one thing I do want to let you and everybody else know that in the year 2023 I've already started but um the Oric Diviner is going bye-bye I that the the name is all that's going bye-bye I'm still going to be here I'm still going to be doing the same things it's just that name was kind of a temporary placeholder when I decided to start reading publicly for people to create my Instagram and to have everything around. So um, it's something I've been thinking about doing for a very long time. And it's recently just been like exploding in the sense of like, I have all these ideas. I know what my new like title is going to be and my website, I'm changing it all. So that's another big thing for me for 2023. Just like this, I hate to say rebranding because I'm not a full on brand quite yet, but that's what it is. And I'm yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's exciting. Thank you for noting that. We'll, we'll note that in like the show notes and stuff so people can find you easily and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. I love that. I think that I love the idea of an in-person group doing work like that is Yeah. I wish I lived near you so I could join. That's too bad. Uh, yeah. Well, you can come down. You can literally stay in my little room here. It's not little. I mean, it's a decent size, but it's my reading room. And you would find yourself right at home, right at home here. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I love it. Yes. I love it. Your turn. Oh, yes. I will share my goal. So, you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that classes just aren't your thing. I love classes, the, like the structure that they provide and like the connections. I just really like it for my personality. It just works. So for me, I want to take like at least one or two more development classes. I don't really know what those are yet. I've done a lot of Googling like you, and I, I agree with you. I'm not just going to take a class from anybody. I don't, I'm not just going to give anybody on the internet who says psychic school, my money 
because mm-hmm. my money is precious, first of all, mm-hmm. and especially in this economy. Right, <laughs> um, sure. in this economy? <laughs> in this economy? $500? Just kidding. Um, yes. Yeah, right, really. So I don't know. So I really want to find some, you know, awesome teachers that I trust, take a few more classes so to continue my education. And I am marking it here in the person over the mic with you, I will be opening my books in 2023. So as I mentioned, yeah, as I mentioned, like this whole year, I've just been doing free readings. It's taken a lot of pressure off. I've had so many amazing readings. So many people have given their friends my contact and I've been able to do so much cool stuff for free. And I have loved that. It's been an amazing way to practice. And at some point this year, hopefully sooner rather than later, I will be opening my books up and doing it all for real. So I'm not really sure when that will come, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Uh That's so awesome. And I will absolutely send people to you. I will book with you. I don't care what we have to do. I would love to support you in that because opening, when I opened up my books or I put it out there, it was all started with the aura renderings and then tarot and then the mediumships now starting to trinkle in. And it's the most... I don't know. I, I'm going to forewarn you, first of all, you're going to have a issue with balancing out the business and the service. Right. Ooh, yeah. And that's yeah. something that I have trouble with too. It's like, cause you know, and my husband who is such a Capricorn will get mad at me. Cause I go all, most of my readings, I go over all the time, the time. Yeah. Like if somebody books a 30 minute reading for me. You might as well just plan for at least a 40 to 45 minute sitting because we're going to go over. I never charge. Unless it's gone over because of the person wants to go over, you know, if I say, okay, it's 30 minutes, we're done. And they want to go, then of course, but like, I never will charge because there's just messages that need to come through, you know? And I had went through a spirit, a period where I'm just like, I just don't know how to do this because I can't balance out the business and the service. Well, just lead with the service and trust me, the business happened, but yeah, that's my one thing, but I'm so excited for you to do that. And you are going to do so freaking awesome because you're already building community and you're already doing, you know, you know how to listen to your guides and everything. So I'm that just made me really happy and I can't wait to watch this journey (laughs) thank you I know I'm like I'm excited about it I'm really nervous about it there's like so much going on but yeah I feel like we have such a good community of support and I have so many great like I've made so many great new spiritual psychic friends through this podcast too that I feel like really empowered to do it so that's awesome yeah so I guess we've wrapped up our goals for, and everybody else's goals. I, I hope everybody really enjoys listening to this. And even if um, like you didn't submit a goal and you're listening or you, I, you know, I think people can really pull a lot of, of good advice from everybody's, everybody's goals. And maybe you found a new one for yourself too, while you're listening, you're like, Oh, that sounds like a good one. And then you put that on your list. So absolutely um, anthony thank you so much for being here and and doing this all over again for the third time with me so. absolutely i can't wait for the fourth the fifth the sixth i don't know all of the times if i if you'll if you'll have me again I oh just, my gosh of course thank you and guys remember be nice to yourself don't be too hard on yourself this year with your goals thanks for listening to today's episode if you love the podcast and listen on apple please be sure to rate and leave a review if you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com 
and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.